0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Needs Some Introduction. This is the second episode of our Mayor of East Town recap and reaction show. We'll be dropping these as quickly as we can after we watch the episode. So, usually on Monday, hopefully no later than Tuesdays, depending on scheduling. I hope you listen along as you watch, or if you binge the show at the end, then you can always catch up with our recordings. They'll be here in the main feed. Once again, we're on Apple Podcasts now, and if you haven't left us a review, I'd really appreciate it It really does make a difference And a five-star review Or uh, I should say a five-star rating Or any kind of review is really helpful I really enjoyed this episode of the show More so than the first, to be honest And uh, as it's Sona I think she liked this one better as well The show is starting to find its footing And I really did enjoy it And you'll hear a lot more about that in our conversation Let's get on with the show So we both watched uh, episode two of Mayor of Easttown. It was called Fathers was the name of the episode. I don't know what the, uh, the episode was called for the pilot. I should probably look that up, but
1: it was called, called uh, Ms Lady Hawk herself or something oh, like that. Oh yes,
0: yes, that's mm-hmm. right because of the uh, that's right she made that shot, so she's the lady Hawk. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so this was interesting because of the context of the I'm always curious um, some shows don't care about this, but um uh, this episode, at least, really seemed to care about the title being thematically right. important. And fathers, of course, right? So you have, you know, all, obviously all these different fathers. The priest is a father, right? So there's all these layers to the different fathers we saw in this episode. So I thought that was interesting. And I wonder if it's going to continue. There'll be something thematic in the, the titles. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to know. Uh, and is Guy Pierce a father, right? We, we don't know yet. You know, he's definitely of age. So we're curious. We have not Fair point. Any- any family of his right I didn't even think about that till right now but you know he's like probably the only man we saw last night that doesn't have some father Mm quote-unquote attachment to his name right so uh maybe that is something that will be revealed over time
1: well Uh, the detective as well I would say the new detective right
0: right although he's younger oh yeah I wanted to call that out new member of the cast Evan Peters I just saw him in WandaVision so I just saw him very recently um, and you probably know him from all the American horror stories because I know you've watched a lot of those, yes. right? Yeah,
1: that's right. But you know what? For some reason, I did not recognize him here, and I actually had to look up who was playing the character. The dark uh, hair. Who's...
0: He's always a blonde, even in one. Is There's, that why? Yeah,
1: yeah. And even I felt it. like maybe uh, he lost a little of his baby face, maybe. But um, yeah. I, you know, it was distracting me to the point when I was watching it that I, in the middle of the episode, I looked up who it was because I couldn't get it down and it was bothering me.
0: Um, maybe a little bit of a spoiler that he's in WandaVision, but I don't care. <laughs> Everybody's I don't seen... watch
1: that. So yeah. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you can tell me everything about WandaVision. And, and I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm pretty
0: certain more people watched WandaVision than watched this. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeah.
0: Okay, so I, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, this goes back to what I called out last episode, which is that I, in general, have an issue with pilot episodes, even like The Wire, which I love. Uh, has a rough pilot episode. I think pilots, they try to do too much. You know, I can only imagine writing a pilot. You're trying to like lay out it's everything. It's hard, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: To keep and, people interested, but to keep it at a level that they can understand and introduce everybody. And, you know, that's that's a tough balance.
0: Right, exactly. And I, and I think it is hard because you basically have a situation where you're trying to, like you said, you're trying to uh, entertain people. You know, you want the pilot to work, right? If people don't watch it, it's not going to work. And at the same time, you're you're not really the, the pilot's not really for the audience. It's for like whoever's gonna produce the show to be like, right. Oh look, we mm-hmm. have all these plot points coming up in the next yeah. five episodes. For me in general, pilots are usually very clunky. So I wasn't too I don't judge a show based on this pilot, basically. But yeah, this was much better. Uh, you know, it's kind of, it gets the breathe. You get to meet the characters, spend more time with them. Uh, the story gets to develop in a natural way. So in general, I like those second, third episodes are really when I start judging what a show is going to be. And I really like this. I thought they did a really good job of-
1: I thought you know, it was great.
0: Yeah. So uh, once again, everybody, anybody listening, this is full spoilers. Once again, we've only seen this episode. I didn't even see the trailer for the next episode. I didn't have time to. So uh, I don't even know what happens next, but I've only seen this current episode. So no, but we're going to go spoilers up through episode two. So that being said, uh, do you think he actually killed, I can't remember his name, but the the boyfriend, the ex-boyfriend, I should
1: say. I can't remember his name either. I feel like it should be something like Cody, but I don't think it's Cody. (laughs) I think think that (laughs) might be right. I think
0: that could be right. (laughs) Or he seems like a Cody either way.
1: I yeah that's what I'm saying he has a Cody I <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> um, yeah. uh, you know I feel like he's dead just because I think it was a very uh short distance between yeah. the two of those people and um I, there were two shots fired and it seemed like they both hit him so yeah, yeah. my immediate conclusion was that he was dead but I, I can't rule out that he survives it somehow but
0: I exactly I also the, would
1: not be sorry to see him go so I might be right. bringing some of my yeah. bias to that as right. well <laughs> uh,
0: first of all I, I I'm watching this thing at night so I have my headphones in so I always watch my headphones in and to your point you hear thud thud like you hear him get hit twice mm-hmm, basically mm-hmm. right so you you hear him get shot twice so now are they you know lethal I don't know but that's not great, <laughs> right, for anybody, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, but to, and and, and, you see him
1: fall down, so definitely yes. at least one shot hit him, if not right. twice. So
0: right, exactly. And then also uh, the uh, the fact that. Uh, you know, in my mind, I'm writing it as like, you know, he's going to shoot at him. He's all drunk dead. And the kid's going to like run into the woods and we're not going to know, but that's not what we see. Right. We literally see him right. running at the camera. We mm-hmm. hear the the bullets make contact and we hear, him fall, we see him fall. Right. right. So that does, that does look bad for him. <laughs> so I <laughs> right. guess we'll have to wait and see what, so if we wanted to look at this, like as a little puzzle of who it could be, uh, her dad is out of the picture, my opinion. I mean, maybe it's open for interpretation. You know, she actually, you know, you, there's that moment where she goes, where were you last night? And he like looks at her like, how dare you ask me that? But I don't yeah. think the point of that was to make him suspicious because his reaction to seeing them there, him sleeping downstairs, he seemed to be completely surprised by them even showing up at the door. That, and we see him, we're not seeing his performance to them. We're seeing him inside the house before they arrive. So it definitely does not seem like he is, uh, you know, uh, the, the culprit, the dad that is uh, the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, um, not... Obviously not the culprit either, but uh, now uh, we know that the dad is someone else, right? So, uh, who do you think the dad might be, the dad of the of the little boy?
1: Well, I mean, if we go by what the what her best friend says, it's Kate Winslet's mayor's ex husband, right? Right. Uh, which you know they definitely set up a little something sketchy there. I felt with how he kind of runs after her to ask about the investigation and you know, doesn't have that conversation with her when they're right in the fiance's line of vision kind of thing. You know, I have to say, and this could be, you know, I'm just completely speculating here. But when in the first episode, she said something like, "You know, why did he have to buy the house right behind ours?" And, and right, that is right. a bizarre thing to do. And maybe I've watched too much Monk or whatever, because this is definitely a plot line from that show, which is so old. But I love Monk. But um,
0: <laughs> me too it,
1: You know, I was like, because he has a body buried in the property, and he needs to own the house now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually-
0: now I, th- I think you're taking. It. I think we're going into a different genre now. <laughs>
1: But so that was the first thing that came to mind. I just, I felt something was sketchy about the whole situation. I think, you know, the way he said, oh, I heard she had family trouble at home, but she never told me herself. There's certainly something going on there. I'm willing to take it face value that he is the, the dad. DJ's father. Right. Yeah, what do you think?
0: Once again, I think that is, it's too early in the show for that to be the case. They also tease out uh, the priest, right? The other priest, the dark one yes, who did the eulogy for, sure. for her. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole like, oh, you you know, she used to go, oh, when she got pregnant, she stopped coming. Right. So it's like, hmm, OK, what happened there? Right.
1: So mm-hmm, uh, for sure.
0: That, yeah. So there's something there. So he's another potential uh, dad. Uh, and obviously the uh, situation with, um, uh, you know, with her husband, her ex-husband, I should say. And uh, who else could it possibly? And then there be? was
1: her uncle, too, who was acting kind of weird. Right. Not the. Right not the one married to see this is the problem there's so many people in the cast i know exactly not, not the one married to Mary's friend but right. the other brother i suppose yeah he right. you know something was going on with him where where the one character asked the other are you okay because he was acting just a little bit sketchy
0: right yeah he was very yeah exactly he Took. he took it very Hard, um, uh, yeah, and, and, and to your point, if we wanted to exclude people, I'm pretty sure that uh, I can't remember the actress's name. She's to be on that other Law and Order episode. I mean, I'm sorry, the other Law and Order show. But yet, yet another actress. We didn't even call her out last week. Yet another one of these like very recognizable, very quality actors that are in this show. But uh, and so you know, she's going to have a bigger part. She's not just going to be like her friend. She's going to, you know, her parts gonna be pretty significant. But her husband, I think we'd scratch him off as well. He seemed very um, unaware, like when he's being woken up yes. by his son that morning, he seems yeah. to not know what's happening. But yes, the his friend, um, uh, you know, could be, uh, you know, is, is potentially a, a suspect. And there's the priest, of course, there's um, Mare's ex-husband. Uh, you know who's a teacher, right? Was her, was her teacher, mm-hmm, right? And uh, and he was also, by the way, his performance—he's very dodgy. There's a moment where he's just kind of asking about the investigation, and then she, oh, you know, you uh, you taught her, like, uh, get, what, is, what was your feel of her, whatever? And he gets very uncomfortable responding, right? Makes you yeah. think that there was something uh, more there between between them, maybe. But um, yeah, oh, and of course, there still is, of course, Guy Pierce, right? He's been around for a year, and uh, you know that's old enough to father the child, and blah. <laughs> true yeah <laughs> so there's all true. this you know there's yet another potential wrinkle in there um and once again i hope i'm wrong about that that would be terrible if uh, you know at the end we're like oh <laughs> it was him the whole time the first
1: suspect it was, like,
0: it was him um
1: yeah. that would be very the undoing of it yes. yeah That's,
0: oh uh, I, I haven't seen that but yeah. i guess,
1: I guess you're, uh,
0: but i've heard very disappointing things about the finale of that. So. yeah uh, Craig Zobold, same director, so that you know, the stylistically, there's really it's almost like feels like it's just a continuation of a movie, right? Everything's very very much the same. Oh, what do you think about? Um, uh, what's her, speaking of fathers? What do you think about the dad? Who uh, yeah, owns I feel the, like it's uh,
1: Brianna or yes, something something like, like that. Yes,
0: yes, yes, yes. But yes, her her father. What do you think about that whole thing? Right? She's like, my you know, God, like,
1: what a psychopath! Right? <laughs> right so, right. you know, first of all, um, I don't know who would have the nerve to. Do this to a detective that, like, theoretically holds some of your kid's future in her hands. Like, I don't think you understand how this works, right? Like, you don't want to antagonize that person, right? Because right. she's not going to, she's clearly not going to be intimidated into doing what he wants. Um, and, you know, he just seemed like to go from zero to 100 immediately, even past 100. I mean, he's essentially stalking her, right? Uh, and not trying to hide the fact that he's stalking her whatsoever. Uh, I
0: wonder, it makes me wonder just right now, as we're discussing it, I wonder if there's some bad blood between them when they were younger, maybe, or Mm -hmm. between him and Mare, or maybe even, you know, he seems to have a drinking problem. He obviously has a violent, uh, you know, problem, you know, he's, he's violent. Um, You know, the, the, the wife is literally following him around in a separate car, like telling him to not do these things. So I wonder if there's. She
1: seems so nice too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And she probably knows her daughter is. And she's probably thinking. Yeah. The daughter
1: clearly takes after the dad. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And the mom is probably thinking exactly what you're saying. She's probably not happy that her daughter got arrested either. And she probably. Well, maybe she suspects that maybe she's capable of something like this. But at the same time, I think you're right that you're saying like, uh, if she didn't do anything wrong, let's not antagonize the cops. (laughs) When she is on video, she's definitely the prime suspect. (laughs) Not the smartest thing to do. It's not the first time an innocent person who looks guilty has gone to jail. So uh, let's not try to like poke that hornet's nest, right? What else? Oh, I like the uh, I like the relationship between her and Evans uh, Evan Peters. I think him trying to uh, you know uh, not intrude, and he knows he's intruding, and he knows potentially can read her. I mean, I'm sure he deals with this all the time, right? He's younger; he's much younger than her. Appears to be much younger than her. Uh, I don't know what his actual age is. He's probably in his 30s, but he plays like it a was, teenager. I think
1: 35, because that was the next thing I looked up yeah. after I looked up who it was. I looked up how old he was, it and was I think about how 35.
0: And I assume he's younger because I've seen him in the American Horror Story uh, shows, which have been on for a while now, but he often plays like a college age or teenage person, right? Yeah. And then, Mm -hmm. uh, and also he was the first time I ever saw him uh, in a movie was he, he he plays Quicksilver in those X-Men movies. And once again, he's like playing like a, you know, like a a 20 year old, a 25 year old max. So I I think they're intentionally want him to be like, he's green. He's coming in there. She's Mm -hmm, more mm -hmm. established. He's some hotshot and she's not happy with a- use losing uh you know control of uh the situation like no police officer probably would and then on top of that it's like you know he's this younger guy who's kind of has a reputation and she it, but i like that he i kind of assumed he was going to be a little more abrasive and maybe a little cocky and that he wasn't at all i found that kind of charming that he was kind of trying to you know woo her it, it, you know he, he had a lot of uh soft skills there surprisingly i <laughs>
1: No, I thought the, dy- the dynamic between them was really great. It was really fun to watch. It was like a little bit of comic relief when so much serious stuff is going on. You know, I love a pun. So I love the whole, like, scolding himself for saying nightmare. <laughs> um, like, have a good night, comma, mare. Not good night. Yeah, I love uh, that nightmare. Um, oh, boy. It was That's very great. clever. I yeah. thought... Um, Yeah. And he seems like a likable guy. So I enjoyed seeing that develop, even though uh, I have to say my first reaction was, why are there more people being added to this cast? I already have so many people to keep track of Um, between him and I already have enough people to keep track of that. I don't um, I can't remember anyone's names, but so with him and that um, Brianna's parents, I was kind of like, oh, my gosh, I thought we and the priest as well. Yep. I, you know, I thought we had met everybody, but no, people keep entering this world. So, um, But at least I felt uh, he was a worthwhile character to have entered.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, I, and like you said, I do like that it like lightened the mood. I, yeah. The nightmare thing was very funny, like you said. But I also found that, uh, once again, it's not even the, the, the lines themselves as written that were funny. It was very much in the performances. I like when he's yeah. like, saying, like, let's start over. And he, like, asks her to shake his hands. And she's like, are you kidding me?
1: Yes, and like, he had. He's like, no, I really us. want to
0: do this, and she's like, no, no, no.
1: We actually have a an inside joke in our home about the slogan "teamwork makes the dream work" because it is so. Uh, it just induces eye rolls from almost anybody reasonable, I think. So, <laughs> so I like the little call out to that very cliched phrase that people like to use to get everyone to rally. So, right. right. <laughs>
0: but i do like that i mean i deal with that all the time when you're like you know in teams and stuff where you're always kind of doing these like really cliche things and everybody's kind of like rolling their eyes but it actually does work <laughs> so we all do it anyway. <laughs> but so it was very very and yeah like i said it, it like lightens the tone considering how grim the, the material is i did like uh once again I, I i'm kind of tired of these um dead girl stories you know the dead girl um and uh so i i do find it um I, do, I did appreciate the fact that they didn't like linger on her, you know, corpse or anything, right? They really mm-hmm. kind of, you know, they show you that she was shot, they show you the what you needed to see, but they didn't really kind of fetishize her. Uh, once again, something that I really, I don't like about um, like uh, True Detective, which I did like the first season, but it's like, you know, the, in that case, you know, you literally have like a, a body that's like posed in a particular way, but there's a lot of imagery that calls back to it. And that's kind of like that fetish, mm-hmm. fetish, fetishization mm-hmm. of the death that kind of bothers me also so they did they didn't do that which which I liked I appreciated that so
1: but um on that subject, I have a question for you because sure. I was wondering if I missed something there were so many references to whether the kids that were hanging out in the woods had heard gunshots. gunshot I did not think that she had been shot in the quick glance that I saw it looked like she had taken a shovel to the head or something like that Ooh, yeah. I,
0: uh, yeah, I what agree with that. I actually that? did not call it out as a gunshot and initially, and, and like like you, I pieced it together that if they were asking about this gunshot, then then that she must have been shot, right? I assume, that's the <laughs> right. case. And uh, and I also make an assumption that that is probably why they were pretty certain immediately of a murder mm-hmm. because I, you know, when I saw her, I honestly, when I saw her body last time, and they. Framed it in a way where you can see the bridge in the background. I'm like, did she jump off the bridge? Like, you know, and maybe they're investigating mm-hmm, this as potentially mm-hmm. like, is it, are they suspecting that it's a murder? Maybe it was a suicide. And they're suspecting it's a murder because, you know, they, they know about, you know, the kids will talk about the fight. In this case, the video actually came out. So we, I didn't know that at the time. But, you know, right. that I suspected the kids would say, oh, well, you know, she got punched in the face. and da, 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 And then she ends up dead. And they're like, okay, well, maybe there was some foul play. But it could have been left ambiguous, right? In the same way that the first girl has disappeared, but we don't know if she's dead. She might've run away. We don't know what was happening, right?
1: Yes, that was also something I was wondering is, you know, in the first episode, I, for whatever reason, assumed that these were kind of two different Incidents that were going to be part of a pattern, and it was last night that it started occurring to me. Maybe these are two unrelated things yes. that have happened with Aaron and the first girl, whose name I can't remember now. And you know, <laughs> right. maybe the first girl is alive someplace. We have no idea.
0: Right, and and I, yes, and I was actually there's a question I was going to ask earlier on that I forgot, but I'll bring it back now. But if you already answered it, is uh, I was going to ask you, do you think that there's a connection between the two, or you know, it's almost hinted at now, where you see the people. You know, yelling to bring her home or whatever uh there's like a little bit of a a hysteria around the town which is something we didn't see last time either so they are fleshing out some of these other things that are happening like maybe some pressure that mayor is feeling that we didn't see like she seemed kind of unreasonable in some cases in the first episode now you see that maybe she's been dealing with this kind of hysteria in the town for an entire year Mm -hmm. now right and we just saw a little bit of it now right Mm -hmm. so you know it might have been she might have been in the papers and there might have been other things as well so um that is, uh, you know, interesting to to, to consider.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that occurred to me, this is kind of a tangent, but uh, I believe in the last episode and this episode, they all take place over the span of of one day, essentially. I guess in Mm -hmm. the last episode, we saw kind of the morning after was where it all ended. And, you know, watching it last night, it was like, my God, this woman lives a lifetime in one day. Like all of these things that are happening in a single day, I, I... I'm exhausted just watching it, the idea of all right, that happening right. in a single day.
0: That's interesting. I hadn't noticed that, but you're right. And I wonder if, and that would be, that would be very interesting formally if if they pull it off if, or if that's their intention if this ends up all happening, like in a really short period of time, like let's yeah, say Yeah, that's entire, what I was
1: wondering too, yeah. if it's essentially going to be like, you know, 10 days or something.
0: Yeah, I would really like that if they did pull that off, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, because they're like laying out so much groundwork that we see like day one, you see day two right. or day three, whatever this is, this might be like day three at this point when he shows up might've been the second day, something like that. I think, cause I think the press conference was one day and then he shows up the next day, but it might be the same day because they, they told her about it when she's doing the press conference that he was going to be there. Right. So maybe it's all one day, you might be right.
1: Right, but, and then um, he's asking if yeah. she wants coffee the next morning at the end of the episode, right? right? Yeah, so, and that's the impl- implication yeah. is
0: that it's the next day, right? So it's all like, we're at like day three at this point or something like that. So you might be right. And the next uh, episode might pick up right from where we left off. But I wouldn't be surprised a lot of times, like I said, you're laying a lot of groundwork. I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden you jump a week ahead and you know- Yeah, they're, I agree. They're, they're looking at like whatever, there's another headline, something else happens, there's a new clue, but you jump a little bit ahead. And now you see them like him and her working the clues together. So they've kind of started working together. Like you see that something's happened over the week where they're working together more. You see, maybe you see her going on a date with Guy Pierce. So now they're more like kind of just straight up boyfriend, girlfriend. So it might just jump ahead a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Do you have anything else to mention?
1: So one thing I thought that was interesting that they developed was, you know, what had happened with Mare's son and we find out that he Mm -hmm. committed suicide and, you know, going back to like, my God, this woman, right. Mm -hmm. So this episode definitely doesn't take place in one day, right? Because it starts and then she says i'll go see the pediatrician in the morning Mm -hmm. on my way to work so my whole theory is shot
0: okay (laughs) that's right that
1: part out okay (laughs) (laughs) i I probably will (laughs) i'll just cut
0: straight to this point (laughs) okay
1: yeah i just skipped that part so um you know i i thought it was interesting first of all we found out what happened with her son we found out what happened with the son's wife girlfriend whatever she may have been the mother of of dj uh and I thought uh, you could see that, and this is kind of where, you know, I feel that sympathy for her of like, my God, she goes through so much in a single right. day of, uh, you know, along with all of this going on and the missing girl from a couple of years ago and the murdered girl from now, she's also having this traumatic experience of worrying about the kid she's raising now right. and whether he's going to develop these same behaviors. And you find out that not just, you know, that her son committed suicide, but all of this slew of diagnosis that he's had um of different issues and you know you can imagine what she and her ex-husband must have gone through trying to raise this kid and take care of him and give him what he needs and that she's you know in her mind her worst case scenario was oh my gosh this whole pattern is repeating itself I'm gonna have to do this whole thing again and how can I get in front of it how can I preempt it how can I make it turn out differently this time and, you know the stress of that as a parent right like where all you want is for your kid to be happy and healthy um you know i i just really felt for her and that like yeah. she's got all of this other stuff going on in her life and then on top of it you know this is probably the most important thing to her
0: yeah absolutely and, and to that point uh you know and i forgot that part i'm so glad you brought it up because i thought first of all her performance in that scene is terrific uh, when she's talking to the doctor and she's basically laying mm-hmm. it out there. She seems like someone who doesn't really talk about herself. And then she's just saying, well, you know, we have this concern and she kind of like breaks in the middle of it. It's very touching to see her deal with that. And like you said, it brings up all these different things. You know, when you think about this context she's in, you know, she obviously dealt with the death of a child. Um, uh, you know, she's dealing with these missing girls, these dead girls, right? So these these parents are now reminding her of the, what she went through. And then you think about the, dynamic inside the home, right? Where her mom maybe moved back in because who knows what her circumstance was, you know, at that point, Mm -hmm. her daughter has to deal with this, uh, you know, being the surviving child and what, you know, what pressure that puts on her and all that. And of course, uh, assuming that maybe that's what broke up the marriage too. So it's like this thing that haunts Mm -hmm. like all of her relationships, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like definitely uh, uh, an interesting, um, uh, aspect to it right and i and i think that's it's great that, that you call that i think it's very very important to her and to the episode itself Is kind of what's they're they're developing there
1: and speaking of the daughter i, I feel like you know there was something going on with why she was not answering her phone all right. day yep when is trying to call her because you know we do know where she was part of the day that she right. was visiting with yep. the bio mom of the son and understandable why she wouldn't answer the phone just then but where was she the whole rest of the day when all of this is going on I feel like maybe that's something that will get explained later that she was doing something of some significance to the plot somehow. (laughs) Right I assume
0: that there's something there there's something she's hiding Uh, although I don't know if it it correlates because like you said we saw her earlier in the day and she didn't seem to be you know feeling guilty or anything she just seemed to be like hanging out and if anything she was very concerned about um, and maybe that's you know in my mind that's also possibly why she's dodging her mother's call is she doesn't want to have the conversation about the whole custody, right? So that is possibly yes, why she's like, possible.
1: She, yes. and when
0: her mom's calling up, being all mad, going like, I need to talk to you. She's like, oh, she wants to talk about this custody thing. I don't want to talk about it. Right
1: right? yes. So
0: it is possible. You know, I thought that that is a possibility, Fair point. but they're definitely making it, you know, they're definitely leaving it open to, to something. And I wouldn't surprise it'd be surprised if it uh, impacts, uh, somehow the, um, uh, you know the the um, uh, the plot in some way. I'm sure it will. Actually, I'm pretty sure all these things are going to tie together in some way, uh, even if it's just like interpersonally, right? That there's these other uh, character dynamics that are happening yes. in the background that we're not aware of.
1: Yes. Uh, and then other things that I thought were interesting was um, were first of all, I feel like they had built up the uh, Guy Pierce character to be kind of like a charming type of guy in the last episode and. Uh, you know, very into her, and I think he is into her, he sends her those flowers, right, and asks her to come to this thing, but then we saw this other side of him that, you know, is very into the adoration that he's getting from his fans, and doesn't prioritize spending time with her when she comes to see him at this event that he invited her to, and we see like a a more jerky side, I guess, (laughs) um, where he has to run after her and charm her back into into the event, so I just thought that was interesting that it's clear that he's not so perfect.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, that's absolutely true. But I do find that, yes, I'm glad once again, I'm glad you called that one out because it's something I would have probably not brought back, I circled back to, but I think it's also very interesting exactly what you're describing because it does make you read the circumstance, right? And in his performance, I really feel like, you know, he's a subtle performer is one of my things I like about him just in general, but I feel, you know, if he's conveying what the supposed to be conveyed... And i'm reading it correctly that he is somebody who probably did love this adulation he was like a hotshot author at one time and Mm -hmm. now he loves that he gets this opportunity to to have that experience again and i do think he really does care about her but he's so hard for him to pull himself away from this adulation right and that is maybe important to the plot right later on but uh, Yeah. yeah and i think that that is going to tie in somehow right And I think that is um, the 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 open question that that I think remains. But I think that's the purpose of that, right? I don't think he's just being like I'm a jerk and I want to like show her look I can get other girls. I think he really does like her. But I think that there is he we're seeing a weakness in his character here, and that might be important later, right?
1: Yeah. And then the last thing I had that I thought was interesting was uh, Aaron's dad because you know they had set up I feel in the prior episode without quite spelling it out right she seems kind of fearful of him and at least in my head I filled in that there were some elements of abuse in that uh father-child relationship maybe I read too much into it but uh she seemed very like hair trigger with him to me and like very um concerned about upsetting him or rubbing him the wrong way uh so at least in my head I filled in that there were some consequences to that in the past of you know angering him uh, and I thought it was an interesting contrast with, you know, what seemed to be like the genuine grief that he's feeling in this episode, um, you know, maybe regret over what their relationship was, uh, you know, and realizing that now he's lost his daughter and there's no way to cure, you know, however poorly he may have treated her in the past. I think even if I was reading too much into it, I uh, certainly he treated her poorly. We can see that. So, um I, I just thought that was an interesting contrast the The deep grief that he is going through to the point that, you know he's looking for revenge right. um with how poorly he treated her in the first episode.
0: Oh, and I think you're I think you're reading it completely correctly. I definitely think that he definitely is feeling a lot of grief, but oftentimes when you see, you know, this is me, you know, psychoanalyzing some, a TV character, right? <laughs> but um, <laughs> right. oftentimes when you see somebody who, uh, I perceive that anyway, you see someone who who really suddenly has an extreme emotional reaction to something legitimate that they should react to, but they get violent in that reaction. Oftentimes there is like kind of like a, you know, like you said, there's a guilt, there's a self-blame, and that is part of what's, you know, causing such a, a strong reaction. So I definitely think you're correct that there's like, like you know, minimally it's just a neglectful, um uh, abuse right that he just kind of like yeah imposes on her that he's that she's almost has to take on this um uh, uh wifely uh role in the house while he's like this drunk and maybe i don't know if he works or not but you know he obviously is not as supportive yeah, he as definitely could be.
1: works yeah. because in the first episode he had come home from work in a grouchy mood
0: oh right good point yeah. good point
1: oh and one thing interesting which maybe i'm making more of it than it is it's quite possible is that know she definitely said to him in the first episode exactly where she was going to sharps and in this episode he said he didn't know where she went i don't know if we're it it might just be that he's that uh disinterested in her that he didn't even listen to what she said but he said that he didn't know where she was going and she definitely did tell him i remember that
0: you know someone and by the way this is a um, a a separate this is like a, a this is something that's in the trailer but someone has her bike because we see in the trailer multiple times in, in the full trailer that I saw for the season, and I believe oh. maybe they teased it as well that you hear the splash of the bicycle and someone throwing it off of the bridge. Hmm. All right, tell us something else to contemplate. There, who has the bicycle? Yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, because you see the one teenager saying the bike was there. You know, yeah, I saw her. And everybody her recognizes and left, it, right? It it's not that. a generic
0: bicycle, right? So it's it's identifiable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've recorded so many episodes, one after the other. So I don't know if I actually have a recommendation, <laughs> but do you happen to have one by chance?
1: Sure, I have one,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> which is a, you know, it's kind of a, a mystery, but a comedy, but uh, and I just really enjoyed watching it. It's a, a television series. It's um, There are two seasons done. I think it was on Showtime, but I'm not positive about that. Dead to Me with Christina Applegate and um lindsay Cardellini, have you heard of it or seen it yeah i
0: i actually uh i me and kim watched season one i think we watched it when sydney was here i think we might have all watched it together Mm -hmm. and uh and i think kim saw season two i have not seen season two i was kind of out on it after season one i did enjoy most of season one and it's on netflix by the way it's on netflix
1: oh okay there you go yeah Uh, i really enjoyed it you know i thought again i maybe this is a theme with what's going on in my life because i I talked about this last week as well it's an Um, on a very superficial level there's a murder mystery type of thing and there's kind of like a friendship between them that is interesting to watch develop and then on a deeper level I think it does explore ideas of grieving and the different ways you grieve and the things you go through and um, you know stuff like that so uh, I and I always like watching watching shows or movies about female friendships because I feel like it doesn't get enough attention so so I really enjoyed it on a lot of levels.
0: Speaking of female friendship, did you see Booksmart?
1: I've heard it so good and it's on my list and I have not actually seen it yet.
0: Yeah, so I would recommend that. It's uh, Olivia Wilde actually uh, directed the film. It's very well directed, you know, for her first film that she's directing. She's making a horror movie now, which is what always happens. It seems like you can always get money to make a horror movie, <laughs> which I'm which I'm fine with. <laughs> I like horror movies, so I'll watch it for sure. But um, but this is very, very funny. It's, a, you know, these two girls, These, and you may appreciate this. These are two um, very nerdy girls. I mean, I appreciate it in the same way, not to <laughs> call you out as a nerdy okay. nerdy girl.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know,
0: we all got out of the same circles back in the day. So, um, you know, these are very nerdy girls who basically are like, we, you know, studied and we did the right thing all the time. And uh, that's why we got into these, you know, they all get into like the best schools, their first choices. And they're like, so proud of themselves. And they're like all those losers who smoke weed and, and uh, you know, uh, are jocks and whatever else they all screwed around at, at school. And, you know, that's why they're losers. And then they find out that like all these kids in school, cause they're like in an elite school, they're all going to like Ivy leagues mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my God, we <laughs> threw away our high school years. So like, they're going to have like a crazy weekend to like make up for all their lost time. And it is very, very funny. It has a great soundtrack. It's very funny. And, yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah, definitely like on another. my list.
1: Maybe yeah. I will prioritize finally getting to It's been on my list for probably the greater part of this pandemic, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely, you know, it's, it is very fun. You'll enjoy it. And it is, um, the performances are great. The two girls are very funny. Uh, oh, and it's, and you can watch it on, I think it's on Hulu, Hulu or Amazon. You can watch it. It's available for free. On yeah, Amazon. I
1: know, I know. It's that's, there. that's when I put it on my list.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know me. So. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All right, great. Okay, so I'm looking forward to the next one. And I will let you know, this is going to post quickly. We're going to try to get this out, like probably by tonight or tomorrow morning or so. And then, uh, yeah, and then we'll touch base again next week.
1: Great, can't wait. All right, talk to you soon. Okay, talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.